Hey, Grace. Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back, back to, to the, the best. best. Hey, guys. Hello. We are back. We're here. It's been a couple weeks. A yeah. few weeks. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Um, we just wanted to take a few weeks off because there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the world. And, you know, specifically the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests, we didn't really feel right just coming on and recording a podcast where we just talked about other topics because this is really the center of pretty much the world right now. Honestly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just wanted to take a few weeks off out of respect to that. And also for ourselves, I think it, it took a lot out of everybody. And it opened up a lot of people's eyes to what's really going on. And we kind of took that time to go to the protests ourselves and educate ourselves on what's going on. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we're joined by Jasmine Gibson today. She's my former roommate as of a few days ago. She just moved down to Long Beach. Um, but she is a therapist. She just graduated with her master's this past year. And she was so great to talk to about just everything going on and we do keep it you know we start off you know talking about the movement but obviously it's us we had to throw in some 90s to 2000 stuff there at the end oh yeah because it's it's a bit of a transition period we want to obviously return to the podcast and keep giving you guys the 90s to 2000s content that we all love but we also don't want to silence ourselves or silence the conversation so we had a great chat with Jasmine that you guys will listen to in a second. And yeah, she shares some really great advice. She shares some resources at the end for people if they need anywhere to go to. And yeah, we just want you guys to know that we are back, but we're not ignoring what's going on. We're just going to kind of incorporate it as well as still stick to our um, normal content. Yeah. So without further ado, here is our interview with Jasmine. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. I feel like we were saying before, I feel like our fans and our listeners know who you are because we've definitely talked about you before. Yes. <laughs> I feel like every Q&A Wednesday, you're without a doubt always one that we mention. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. hear <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> It really just goes to show if you comment on enough of our Q&A Wednesdays, you too can be on Back to the West. There you, you go. You too. Uh, your next giveaway. <laughs> our next giveaway. A spot to come and talk to us. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> the problem is it would just be probably one of our friends. <laughs> it would be like between Jasmine, like Andrew and Jacob. <laughs> Our big fans. Um, Jasmine and I, so every time we've talked about Jasmine, it's always been my roommate, Jasmine. Oh. Um, yeah. don't, don't cry. We're, we're not roommates anymore because we got in a huge hype. And I, I actually really hate him. I'm just putting on a smile. Not that you can see me, but I'm putting on a smile right now. <laughs> Actually, still on Zoom. I don't know if we've said this or not, but we know, like, things are going back to normal as far, well, pe things are opening up, but we're still Zooming just to play it safe. Yes, because should things open up where we are, we don't really know. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers are at an all-time high, but let's go to... Honestly, they, we are without a doubt in the second wave, but you know what? People need to, people need to go see a movie. They got to go out to eat. Mm -hmm. Let them do it. The gyms are open. Oh, How is it down in Long Beach? Is like stuff just open in Long Beach? Yeah, people are sitting out on the patios of restaurants and just talking away, no masks, being served food. You know what's weird to me is that you have to wear a mask to go into the restaurant, but the second you sit down, you can take it off. Take I, it off. I don't. Yeah. Because obviously you can't wear a mask when you eat, but I still just don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. And then like with your talking, I mean, the, normally the waiter has a mask on too, but like you're talking towards them. I don't know. It, it is weird. It's really weird. 
Yeah, I haven't been to a restaurant yet. So I didn't even, but that makes sense. I mean, I've seen people pull them down so they don't fully take the masks off, but you're still defeating the purpose. <laughs> yeah, I know some places uh, while you're ordering, um, if you're at the table and you're ordering, you still have to wear one. But I don't know, every place is so, so different. I feel like there's not like a, an official guidelines. Yeah. Maybe, or I don't know, maybe they're just not um, monitoring it that much I don't know <laughs> we can only pray fingers crossed by 2021 yeah Ugh, I know fine um okay so if you have heard us you know you we've talked about Jasmine but if you this is your first time hearing of Jabs Jabson <laughs> <laughs> Jabson Jasmine Gibson and then it came out Jabson anyway if this is your first time hearing about Jasmine she is a therapist she I is. am. We're going to get into that. We're going to have you give us basically just a personal <laughs> therapy. Help us, please. I am here to help. <laughs> um, but this is our first episode back in, gosh, three weeks, four weeks? Yeah. Is that really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Real is it? Our, we'll, have to, we'll have to fact check that. I can't. Has it been a month? I feel like it was um, end of, what is this month? <laughs> <laughs> what is it, April? Of, like October? Our last one we posted was May 28th, so it's been like three-ish weeks. Oh, yeah, wow, I just, yeah. It's, it's been some interesting times. Yes, so obviously we do want to get into, you know, like some of your favorite 90s, 2000s entertainment, but if we, like, we can't skip over everything that's going on and the three of us went to a protest in north hollywood jasmine you've gone to a few mm -hmm. so i mean the one that the three of us went to i thought was great yeah and yeah we went to the all black lives matter march in hollywood and that was honestly like no cops and it was yeah to me it seemed like the most peaceful thing i did see one video where there was like a car that did you see that video where a car drove? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that. That was the only thing that I, the only, um, I guess, negative thing that I saw. What yeah. happened? A car drove through? The protesters, yeah. I guess oh. it was at the, the lights or something, the crossways, and they were trying to get through, and they just kind of zoomed through. through. No, it, it, everyone moved out the way. I think there was someone sitting there on the- There was one person who like, got kind of like thrown up on top of the car. It was at Hollywood and Highland. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. I think there was two, because there was one there, then I think one on Sunset, but I think everybody was fine. Mm-hmm, I didn't, yeah, I didn't hear about, I didn't hear about anything happening, anyone during that. But honestly, yeah, I mean, from what we saw when we were there, it was very cool. Oh, the, yeah, the one that we were at was very peaceful. And I feel like, I mean, everyone also kind of like kept to themselves, but, you know, still social distance and people had waters that anyone could drink. And yeah, that one was really great. Because I know like when Tim was talking and I saw some of his photos and videos from different ones that he went to that had a lot more people at them. Um, but he said those ones were peaceful as well, but I think the difference was there were cops everywhere. I don't think we saw one cop. Yeah, there was only, they were, um, there were some cops once you actually got down to the West Hollywood area near Rocco's, like uh, they were blocking mm -hmm. off because they didn't want people to go down to, um, I think it was Melrose Street over. I think, is it Melrose? The next major takeover, <laughs> yeah. basically, from Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, there were police blocking it, and the protesters are trying to go. And then they just eventually moved and let them keep going. So the protest actually went down and continued to loop around. Wow. That's, when I, that's when I was leaving, and I noticed that that was yeah. happening. Because we just left. Because we got, our groups got separated. But yeah, we just left as soon as we hit all the bars in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, did you, the bars were open? Well, like we, like the march started at Hollywood and Highland and then like ended around like, you know, where all the West Hollywood bars are. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, some of them were open. Yeah, I had I very mean, they, they are outside. 
Yeah, huh? most of them have patios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I don't think I saw anybody not wearing a mask, too, which was very... Yeah, that literally every protest I've been to, every I did not see one person without a mask on. It was very interesting. Because there was so yeah. many people. <laughs> the crazy, too, yeah. is that, like less than a month ago people were protesting to like open everything up and nobody was wearing masks at those mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i know well did you hear in orange county how they i guess it, it's the mayor they said people don't have to wear masks there really yeah because oh. so there was i believe it was a female and she was the mayor and when all of this happened and they were like you have to wear masks people that lived in orange county um didn't believe that the virus is they don't believe that it's real the majority of people there so they protested and they were sending like death threats to the mayor so she actually quit i know like the mayor oh. quit and now there's a new person in that office and i believe it's a i believe it's a he but they did the same thing and he just gave in and didn't want to deal with it so he said that he made it so people don't have to wear masks there like you won't get in trouble Wow. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. And the numbers are just rising too. So. Oh God, they're skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's oh, no. so bad. Yeah. It's gonna be like you said, the second wave. I know. I, I didn't think the second wave was gonna hit. I was like planning my second wave quarantine to be like around October. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't ready for a June second. Yeah. No. I yeah. know. I mean, I hope this is the end of it, that there's not, like, a third. Oh, my God. Yeah. What's the fifth wave going to be like? Ugh. Halloween. Oh, God. <laughs> no one's going to be able to trick-or-treat. Halloween's canceled. Oh. That's going to be sad. Oh, It's wow. so sad. This, yeah. I just feel like this year is going fast, but also going slow. Like, when I think about this, you know, we could possibly still have to distance and everything, which we will, I'm sure, for the rest of this year. I'm like, can it just be over already? I hate to wish time away, but can it just be done? <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. It's definitely going by fast. Like, June is already halfway over, <laughs> so, which is weird. And, but there's so much that's happened in 2020 so far. Like, someone yeah. mentioned um, the World War Three thing. And I was like, wow, that was that that was this year yeah. <laughs> that that happened. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's crazy how much has happened this year. I'm ready for this year to be over. Yeah. 2021 really is gonna be our year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> I said that about 2020 though, and look at us now. <laughs> you say that about every year, and I truly love it. Every year. Yeah. You just got to make every year the best year you can make it. Ever. You really do. <laughs> so, Jasmine, you did go to one protest, though, that wasn't as peaceful. I don't know if that's the right word. No, it was peaceful. You explain. I, mean, I, would, say, I would say there was a lot more anger at this protest because it was the same it was the weekend of um george floyd's death so i think like everyone's anger was just like on high and this one i went to when i got there there were like already cop cars that were beaten in um quite a few actually i think the final number was maybe 12 or 15 don't quote me on that i'm not sure how many but yeah, when I went, um, they, um, there was like the city bus that was spray painted and then someone lit a cop on fire. And then um, later on in the evening, they started doing like the rubber bullets and it just, it got really, really intense. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Were you there when they started the rubber bullets? Yes, but I ran. <laughs> I ran. Um, so it was really, it was like, I don't even know what kind of car it was, but it was like the car where the cops just kind of hang off the side. Mm. Um, yeah, it's one of those vans or whatever. Um, but they were like zooming in and then um, we were in an intersection and I think they were trying to get us 
out of the intersection. Like they didn't want uh, the protesters to go into Beverly Hills. That's what they were, I think that's what they were trying to avoid. So it just sounded like big, like bombs, like going off. And that's when I just ran. I didn't really look back and I didn't get hit with anything, thankfully. But I was just like, yeah, this is, it's getting a little out of hand. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here. But yeah, yeah. it was, it was, it was scary. It was like my adrenaline and my heart was like racing the whole time. It was like, it was, it was nice to be there, of course, for the cause and, you know, chanting, showing my presence. But then once the police kind of showed up more and started using force and it was just, yeah, it, it got a little too much. Yeah. And that's like, like go ahead. I was just saying, like, I feel like at that point, for the majority of the people there, it just, it's, it's, it almost takes away from what everybody is there for, because then it, you know, the news is picking up all the crazy rioting, looting, and, you know, there's actually a lot of people that most of us go to just peacefully protest and be there and stand together and stand with one another. And then the force just seemed to had to they seem to use the force upon peaceful protests which is mm -hmm. completely absurd because nobody was doing anything threatening or wrong yeah exactly and that's kind of because everyone was peaceful and more often when the cops do arrive that's when things get um i would say more out of hand i would say yeah. because lots of times the police will like trigger people or uh, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, kind of like um, um, incite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So incited, and there's 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 videos everywhere of cops using force against people, protesters, and that you know when people see that, that gets them upset, and then everyone else gets upset. So, I mean, we were talking before about the peaceful protests and there were no cops involved and it was great. Like it was yeah. nothing, um, there was no really unrest about the protests. But then when the police got involved, it's like, ooh, things yeah. were getting worse. Looks like in those videos and everything, um, it's not like they're even just there. They come in and all the like the whole suits, like they're going into battle and yeah. like and when the SWAT team was rolling in it's like what are you here for you don't need this much yeah it's like intimidating they're trying to intimidate and then they were like well they're throwing bottles at us and rocks and I'm like you you have you have a shield and you have helmets and you have rubber bullets and you have like stun guns you have everything but these are unarmed citizens and you you feel like threatened by a rock i don't know it was just just the comparison i should say the comparison it's just like super unfortunate that as far as like the media and the news goes you're they're only showing like people who are rioting and like looting when 90 percent of the people are there for a good cause and just doing their part to show that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, it is good like there are some outlets like the good news movement and there are some pages that are you know trying to help and show the you know if there's an officer who's uniting with people and kind of like put putting the shield down even if it's metaphorically um because there is a lot of that happening but you're right sometimes the news it's just not the drama or it's not what they are choosing to show mm -hmm. um but that's why i'm i obviously for any reasons i'm so grateful that we did have a positive experience and that protest the one protest that we all went to really i think was really peaceful and very like unifying yeah 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 same i went to another one too in torrance and that one was also just very peaceful we were there it was it's kind of fun funny to watch because the other protests i went to we marched in the streets but in torrance they kind of waited they stopped at the stop at the um crosswalk and waited for the green and then they went and then they'd wait for the other crosswalk and they would go so they were just like going in the square in the crosswalk it was just kind of funny to see it compared to 
the marching in the streets. But you know, every protest is different. You know, it was it was still really a really good experience. All of them I went to was a good experience, even though the first one was a little scary. <laughs> yeah. 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 My cousins went to one back home on the East Coast and they um I think it was one, like I had seen photos of them where everyone was just kneeling. Like it was a sit-in protest, I guess. And everyone was just kind of kneeling down. Some people had their fists up and it was like very quiet. Mm-hmm. Like you could almost hear a pin drop, which I feel like though that's very moving as well. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I went to in Torrance, we um, uh, laid down and then it was for, oh my gosh, it was eight minutes and 46 seconds. The um, amount of time that um, George Floyd was laying down with the knee on his neck, basically, we laid down mm-hmm. for that much time. And same, like there were so many people, but it was so quiet. The only thing you could hear were the cars, and the cars were still honking. I think they were a little confused, but oh. they were like passing by and they were honking still. So that's really all you could hear, and it was it was very it was very moving. Definitely. Yeah. That was the same thing I went to. They did a memorial in the North Hollywood Park by the Amelia Earhart statue. Um, Grace never knew that that was Amelia Earhart. <laughs> we love Amelia. It is, very, it is very random to have. She was like, who is that? And I was like, Amelia Earhart, the star of North Hollywood. But the thing that cracks me up is whenever, not that he texts me that often about her, but if David texts about her, it's just Amelia. Like, she's just, we're on a first name basis with her. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I should probably read the statue because I don't know why she's there. Yeah, we'll cover that next episode. Why is Amelia <laughs> yeah. in the North Hollywood Park? <laughs> Icon of North Hollywood. <laughs> is it where she took off from? Where'd she take off from? Yeah. I don't know. I have no clue. We'll look it up by the end of this episode. We'll finish <laughs> the episode off with why that statue is there. So you gotta stay tuned <laughs> if you wanna know. Why Amelia is in North Hollywood. (laughs) Um, But no, they had a memorial service there for George Floyd the other day. And the same thing, they asked everyone to wear black. And everyone just sat down while I think like three or four people spoke. But yeah, same thing. The cars didn't get, it wasn't like a normal. Oh, they were honking still? Yeah. Right. You don't want to tell them to stop, but it's also. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, wait, Yes. <laughs> I get it. Like if you're at the corner and like everyone has your signs, yes, honk with them. But like nobody was up there. Everybody was sitting like on the ground, listening to a speaker, oh. wearing black and about cars. <laughs> <laughs> they had to be a part of it. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> um, obviously, you can't talk about like any of your clients or anything. But have you noticed? a big shift with everything going on, like as far as people's like mental health and things like that? No, I, I asked about it. You know, I let, I kind of, um, I started off every session that week with, um, like, you know, everything going on in our city and going on in the nation and the murders. I, well, I didn't say murders. Um, I just kind of started off with just things going on in the city because I wanted them to talk about it and see where they wanted to go um but there wasn't a whole lot of struggle with it um it was more so like my teens that felt um a way about it but nothing compared like not like compared to their feelings about like quarantine the quarantine feelings were more stronger and I'm not sure if it may be because they're younger and they are maybe just not as aware of what's going on, or maybe they were just like anxious already and this is just like adding to it. But yeah, I didn't notice a huge difference with this, surprisingly. Surprisingly. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it, I feel like it, like you said, there's so much going on right now that for a lot of people, maybe it is like the quarantine is its own stress. Mm-hmm. And then the injustice is its own stress. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I could see, do you ha- is it an age group of people that you tend to talk to or not necessarily? Cause you said that they're younger. 
Yes. So my youngest is like um, six to 16, basically. Oh, okay. Then yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's a little different. And then I also kind of just leave it up to the like caregivers and parents like, Hey, like, did you talk to them about it? Like, what did you say? That kind of thing. Cause mm -hmm. I also, you know, everyone's families have different values and different ways of explaining things. And then sometimes they don't explain things or don't talk about it. So I don't want to like interfere with that. Yeah, sure. You know, so I just try to just open it up to them, let them talk about it. But yeah, not, not, not a whole lot of stress, surprisingly, with mm. everything or with the injustice at least. Yeah, maybe it is because they're younger. I hope their parents are talking to them about it though. Yeah, some of them said that they are. That they okay, will good and things like that so I think maybe because they asked questions to their parents already then it was fine when they talked to me but yeah I mean I guess also too one thing that's kind of nice about the the younger generation is that they're just gonna like assuming you know hopefully this movement and everybody keeps up the momentum like it's all they're gonna know whereas like <laughs> you know for a lot of us our age it took a terrible tragedy to make people see injustice and things that are happening oh my god yeah and i i also think a lot of what we've seen being posted on social media as well people have said this but the fact that it is opening up so many conversations you know a lot of people are encouraging to have those talks talk with people even if it's hard even if it's uncomfortable if it's your parent or your sibling and i like just for myself and my own family like when this all happened, I was talking to my mom and hearing her opinion, like we just, stuff that we all knew was wrong, but we just never talked about it because unless you see it, you, you might not know that it's still so serious for some people. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think as horrible as it is, like hopefully the education and the awareness is helping so that in the future, this doesn't go back to anything the way it used to be. <clears throat> yeah I agree especially because you know this is like brutality has been happening for a long time but we have social media now and we have phones with cameras that can record so that's why it's becoming more to light and mm. especially in the past decade um like with Mike Brown and Trayvon Martin, like the, I feel like those were like the beginnings of the spark of um, like the Black Lives Matter movement. And then just the more and more deaths and murders that happened reported and then people on social media can find out. And honestly, just this time is much different. It's much different and I honestly don't, know why exactly like compared to last year when it happened and it was on social media but then this year it happened but it was on social media I don't really know like maybe these people are just like the I guess what the difference is is the protests are continuing on for like the third week sometimes it happens for like a week and then it stops but it keeps going and then so many companies are finally starting to talk about it and it's like wow like what what like sparked in people this time to where the it's continued to talk and continue to keep that momentum yeah that's a really good point that is really interesting i think i mean well hopefully because the hope is that um it doesn't ever happen again like a lot of people were saying okay you know there was there's the protests are going Going on if they start to lessen it doesn't mean we just were like oh well that movement was there and now it's done and we'll go on to the next thing you know it's gonna be you know it's it might not happen overnight but if everybody just keeps up the activism and keeps on it like this just needs to stop it needs to end yeah yeah definitely and I, I hope that it you know, it continues to keep its momentum up. Um, I'm not sure how long, you know, the protests will keep going. But as far as just like the movement and the revolution in general, I hope that keeps going and people keep talking about it so that, you know, we keep continuing to get the justice. Because there's still like, um, like Breonna Taylor, that happened and they still haven't arrested 
upon or charged anyone. And that happened before George Floyd. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like there's definitely still a whole lot to do. But yeah, hopefully, you know, the movement keeps on, keeps on going. Yeah. I'm really confident that it will. Yeah, yeah. I, I think feeling- people are like, awake, we're sick of it. We want to do anything that we can. I think the conversation's been really good. Like people that maybe never thought they needed to have this conversation are having it, have or had these conversations. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, I think that's like the great thing about social media too. Like as much as there are some negatives to social media, but there's a whole lot of positives, and like it's, it helps create the conversation and keep it going. Mm-hmm. Speaking of positive social media, let's talk about your <laughs> social media. Very nice transition. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so everybody, if you're not already following her, go to Therapy with Jasmine. Therapy <laughs> with Jasmine and give her a follow. What inspired you to do a whole Instagram on therapy? Um, my last therapist actually inspired me. Um, cause I was coming to the end of my master's degree and I was just like, you know, what now, what can I do now? And my therapist was talking about how she kind of started on social media and that's how she got kind of like a following going and she got them, um, just kind of starting to normalize mental health and get herself out there. Cause just eventually in the long run, I want to have my own private practice, which basically means that, you know, I have to start from scratch and find my own clients and things like that. And social media is something that people use. So I'm like, well, you know, if I start now and just putting my face out there, putting my knowledge out there, people will know who I am. So by the time I do start a private practice, you know, I'll already have the marketing aspect basically. But, you know, other than the kind of business side of it, I also just wanted to create a space that normalized mental health and talked about, you know, different things that people go through. Cause it's, I feel like with our generation, it's less taboo, but it's still taboo. If that makes sense. Like, it's like, Oh, you go to a therapist. Oh my gosh. Like sometimes it's a, it's a secret, you know? Um, and also depending on where you live, like I used to live in Texas and I feel like mental health wasn't really talked about as much there. But then I moved to LA and people are like, meditation, mindfulness. <laughs> I went to my therapist twice this week and people are like, really good for you. That's and I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, okay, I love this. So I, it's, like, it's definitely, I hope that spreads, you know? And like I said, like social media is a great way to spread that. And yeah, so I just wanted to kind of create that space and to share my knowledge and to help people. Well, it's your page is really great. And I think if there's anywhere that needs the positivity and the inspiration, it is social media because there can be some real trolls on there. (laughs) Like (laughs) there have been days where I've been scrolling through. And I remember one day I saw that you had posted something kind of about self-care and it was about basically telling you it's okay it's okay to take some time for yourself and you would have known this but I didn't even know I read that I took a weight off my shoulders I was just having one of those days where I was beating myself up yeah and I remember I was like this is amazing that that I just saw this I didn't even know it was there so I think it's so wonderful (laughs) that you have your page and if there's I'm sure there are other positive pages out there I think we need oh, more of those <laughs> because oh, yeah. it's so easy to look at something, compare yourself, and then you get negative thoughts. But if you keep scrolling and find something positive, it could change somebody's whole day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely have gotten that a lot since I've started it. People message me like, oh my gosh, I really needed to hear this. And um, I have to kind of keep a boundary because sometimes people will slide in the DM with their problems. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, hold up now. <laughs> They're like, I just broke up with my boyfriend. <laughs> Help me. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I would love yeah, to but... say right now that it's Grace DMing you every day. 
It's me. <laughs> Actually, no. I have multiple accounts. <laughs> I am an internet troll because I am depressed. <laughs> oh my gosh. You just an account for every problem you have. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. There's never too many accounts. Yeah, but like I I really enjoy it. And then I also want to be myself too. Cause like I think sometimes when people think of therapists, they think of like a turtleneck and the glasses and like how are you how are you doing how does that make you feel and I still want to be, of course be professional but also be authentic and be myself and then also like I'm a millennial and I want to talk about millennial problems so and I, I, I try to put that into the page too to make me more real I should say there's nothing wrong with turtleneck therapists there's nothing wrong with that, but I just want to make sure that I'm not trying to fit into a mold mm -hmm. or something. I just want to, I want to be myself, you know, and I feel like people appreciate that more. Yeah. And I also feel like since you had mentioned just for you personally, the age, the age range that you are working with, that probably, I'm trying to imagine myself being that age, I would really maybe connect with somebody a bit better if they could relate to me a bit more. Like mm -hmm. sometimes when you're a kid talking to an adult, that, that can already be something where you maybe have trouble opening up. But if it's someone that's trying to get on your level a bit more, I think that maybe that would be helpful for them, especially teenagers. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's what I do like about my job too. Like I don't have to like wear a button up and slacks necessarily because I feel like sometimes a suit it will be intimidating for kids yeah you know like come in this suit like tell me how you feel <laughs> yeah you feel like you're in trouble or something <laughs> yeah exactly so I, I just you know of course um keep that you know professional boundary but at the same time let them know like hey like you can talk to me I'm I'm a cool You're mom. A cool therapist. <laughs> You're a cool therapist. I'm a cool therapist. I'm like other therapists. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you wanted to cover or talk about before we get into things you watched and like listened to growing up? Um, no. I feel like, you know, we covered um, you know, why I made the therapy page. Um, I guess the reason why I became a therapist, just want to help people. You know, I want to, um, I've always um, had a passion for helping people that were struggling. So that kind of carried on into me becoming a therapist. And yeah, I just, I love that I'm making a career out of it, for sure. I've always wanted oh, no. to become a therapist. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> no, it's okay. We've been talking about a lot. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm really glad you said that. Because I have wondered it myself. I'm like, I wonder what would make, because... I feel like it'd be really hard to be a therapist because you're take your, it could be it's somebody's life and and they could be in a really bad place. It probably takes a lot to have the confidence even to give them that advice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just like hearing about people's like sadness and anger and trauma. Yeah. Do you ever have trouble like letting that go at the end of the day? Like, do you have trouble not carrying that around with you? Um. Not really. It depends. There's been some things that happened, but like I have supervisors that I can talk to about it. Um, especially because like there's confidentiality, so I can't like, you know, right. go to someone and spill the details, but like I can go to my supervisor and if I need to cry, I can cry. If I'm upset about something, I can let it out. So definitely, you know, talking it out instead of just kind of letting it simmer inside. And then also, of course, just like taking care of myself and like if it's seven and I still have work, shut it down, you know, go eat something, sleep, do what I need to do to make sure that I feel good, basically. Yeah. It's like that thing on airplanes. You got to put your mask on first and then put the other person's yes. mask. Exactly. Exactly. And now and also... <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I love a good airplane tutorial on how to save somebody's life. Yes, yes. <laughs> Basically what I do. <laughs> put my mask, put my, uh, my mask on so I can help others. That helps, helps a lot. And Corona. <laughs> corona? Oh, and Corona. I was like, Corona? <laughs> my mask on. 
the mass. Enter any anywhere so I can help others not get corona. Welcome back to the Rona. Oh, gets back to the Rona. That Rona. I'm ready for a Rona to be done. I'm so oh. over it. I'm so <laughs> over it. Oh yeah. The amount of stuff I had to do today with work to get prepared. I was re it's like, oh my God. No one can just do anything anymore. <laughs> Nothing's easy. Do you have yeah. to get before you can go back to work? What? You have to get a test before you can go back to work. So they haven't said that yet. They're good. They we're gonna have temperature checks and like every single day. But they haven't said that people need to take that's actually a really good point. They haven't said that. No. Well, I guess then it would be the point of like how often do you have to get tested? If you have to get tested to go back once, then you're but like maybe Yeah. Yeah, I know they're gonna do temperature checks every day, but they just had a lot of like precautions and things for us to sign off on and that we're okay with all of it and we you know, we feel comfortable going and which not a lot of people do. So some people aren't going back as quick, but Mm. it's hard it's hard to know yeah. what to do <laughs> yeah it is it is I've been telling people to focus on what you can control basically because like right. a lot of people are focusing well I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do that well like what can you do you know like you can as I'm telling my clients like can you go on a walk can you go outside can you call a friend can you do zoom meetings can you yeah you know, like basically focusing on what you can control because if you keep on focusing on other things you can't then you're going to drive yourself crazy you know that is so true yeah that is so true i was that's what my mom i was talking to my mom about going back today and i was like i'm just nervous like what if i what if i come in contact with someone and i don't know and then i could bring it home and my mom was like just remember to be aware that it's around and you know mm -hmm. i feel like if i was if we were to go into work and just act like it doesn't exist that would be 10 times worse mm -hmm. you know just to take the precautions and because my mom works in a hospital so she was like grace i go into work every day and i know the virus is in this building like i know i'm walking into it and mm -hmm. she she was like so i i just take my precautions and just try to be like not so hard on yourself about it because i was like oh my god what if i were to get it and then see somebody I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It <laughs> is. It the is. Rona is a lot. Yeah, and it's like not it's not like anyone prepared us for this. So right. it's like you're not at fault for not knowing how to handle it. You know, right. like no one no one knew. No one know yeah. I mean, unless you were around during Spanish flu. You don't know what to do. Yeah, oh David was. was. David was there. Oh the Spanish oh. So then you can teach us all. Yes. So things there we go. I'm during the Spanish flu back in uh, back um, the year mm -hmm. of the Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just you know we didn't have um, Netflix. No. We didn't have Hulu. Netflix. Wow. How did you survive? We didn't have social media. Oh my gosh! Did you have a cell phone? We had no cell phone. A beeper. Uh, not not even a beeper. We had, oh man. We had the outdoors leaves. Uh, there. <laughs> good old, good old time. No one should ever have to go through two global pandemics in their lifetime. Uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing that with us, honestly. You're welcome. It must have been hard. Thank you. I, you know, I'm not here to be an inspiration. I'm just here to share. Mm-hmm. need more Davids. <laughs> Check out my Instagram, Therapy with David. <laughs> the worst advice ever given. Oh no! <laughs> Guys, feeling stressed over the Rona? Go grab a bottle of wine. Don't even get a cup. <laughs> oh my god! Don't even get a cup. Slow you down. Straight out the bottle. So, Jasmine, before we end, we would love to know some of your '90s to 2000s favorites, so, because we got to get into it. We got to know everything. Okay. Um, we'll break it down. We'll give you categories. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's start off with some music. What was some music that you liked growing up? Oh my gosh. Okay. What music did I like? I, of course, love Destiny's Child. Love Destiny's Child. Oh my gosh. You know, I always get backlash for this, but I love the Backstreet Boys more than NSYNC. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I love I them. 
pause. Not really sure how people would react to that. But that I, that's still a thing. Huh? Isn't it funny that even like now in 2020, that's still a thing? Like a yeah. rift between? It's like, it really is though. It's a big thing. <laughs> like people get mad if you're one or the other. It really mm-hmm. About people, yeah, it's uh, really funny. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so bad with on the spot things. David knows this. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's see. I really loved Aaliyah, rest in peace. Mm. Loved all of her music. I feel like a lot of her songs were always in movies. Um, like Dr. Doolittle, her mm-hmm. song was her song being Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I went through like this, um, like this punk phase when I was Ooh. in eighth grade, where I liked like Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco and Death Cab for Cutie and yes. those kind of things. I had like this punk phase, um, and then I would say a lot of the pop, like I Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, it's like late 2000s, but she's 2000, you know, Lady Gaga. Um, gosh, who else did I listen to? I lived in Atlanta growing up, so there was like a lot of rap that I listened to that I should, that I definitely did not know what saying, but I listened to it anyway. <laughs> like, um, like, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> so take had, off all I, your clothes. In fifth grade, yeah, singing just- that song, not knowing what they were talking about. <laughs> And like Lil John, like to the window. <laughs> to the window. sixth grade Jasmine singing the ball. <laughs> um, but it was fun living in Atlanta because Atlanta had like a really big um music scene. So there was like um we did uh like roller skating. Roller skating was really big and you know they would play all like the really fun songs like sierra she grew up in atlanta so i listened to like my goodies my goodies that song and of course did not know what goodies were but (laughs) i sang along her candy (laughs) i thought she was saying like my cookies That's a good one. I was Speaking like, oh, that, cookies, my cookies. <laughs> I loved um, Black Eyed Peas. Um, oh, my, yes. My humps. <laughs> loved Black Eyed Peas. Oh, my gosh. I think I owned, I owned their album. And then I Fergie, when she came out with uh, Fergalicious. Oh, oh, I loved that. I loved Fergalicious. Um, oh, they're now coming back to me. Timbaland. Oh. Um, I remember listening to him at eighth grade dance. Um, Nelly Furtado. Oh my gosh, Natasha Bedingfield. Oh, I listen to everyone. These are some Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I could honestly go on. I was real music was definitely my thing. Like I loved listening to music when I was younger. Even to this day, I love listening to music. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What about like some TV shows that you watched growing up? Oh gosh, TV shows. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is like, uh, like Saturday morning cartoons. I remember oh, like, getting, oh my gosh, like, um, I get my cereal. I love either Frosted Flakes or Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday morning, it'd be like, um, remember Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, yes. Looney Tunes. Yes. And then, um, I don't know, every channel had like their different, their own Saturday morning cartoons, like. On um, Cartoon Network, it would be like uh, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, um, Scooby-Doo. Um, I don't think that was... Oh, do you guys remember Inspector Gadget? Like the cartoon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that all the time. I don't know. Literally, I've never, I haven't thought about Inspector Gadget in years. I don't know why that, that <laughs> randomly popped up in my head. But I remember watching that a lot. And... Then of course Nickelodeon had like um like Hey Arnold, Rugrats. Oh my gosh. Um I remember oh I remember when all of that came out and they were like searching for someone to be a part of like their new the um cast. And I wanted to audition so bad, but I never did. And I like Oh no they probably wanna pick me. <laughs> Your whole life. But I wanted to audition so bad. You could have been part of oh. all that. Right? I could have. It would have been the oh therapist that people were like, oh, yeah, my therapist is, was on all that. Yeah, she was a funny one. 
I mean, they were all funny, but you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And then like, there is a lot of, there's a lot of good nineties, like sitcoms. Like I loved, um, of course, well, Fresh Prince, that was like early eighties, nineties. They were in the, it was in the nineties, but yeah, yeah, I love Fresh Prince. Um, uh, there was a show called Moesha. Love Moesha. I loved Moesha. Oh my gosh. That was so good um oh my god i watched so much tv sister sister um oh my gosh i watched full house i have not seen fuller house but i've seen pretty much every episode of full house um family matters i loved urkel oh i love that oh my gosh yeah that was uh, definitely the saturday morning cartoons and then like the sitcoms yeah yeah those are all really good ones yeah yeah they're starting to come back they're they're bringing them back more on like hulu and netflix all the like reruns and stuff so that's that's fun to to start watching again yeah all right i don't know why this one for me is always the hardest one but what about movies oh movies like it's just such a wide yeah subject it's so hard for me to choose but you can me or as few as you want I think one of the first ones that comes to mind was um, uh, Rugrats Go to Paris. Mm-hmm. I loved, oh my gosh, it always hurts me when Chucky was like, when all the babies were dancing with their moms and Chucky oh. didn't have mom to dance with. That was so sad. Like, that's still, like, I remember crying during that scene. I thought it was so sad. Oh, uh, it's so sad. Yes, but I remember loving that. Um, uh, was there anything that I I remember seeing um, Clueless? No, no, I didn't see Clueless in theaters. That would have been three. No. <laughs> oh, um, Bring It On. Oh my gosh! Bring yeah, it on. I saw Bring It On in theaters. I remember that my sisters didn't want to take me, but my mom made them, so I went oh. to see uh, Bring It On in the theaters. That was definitely one. I've I've seen that so many times. I remember Me I used too. to memorize the cheers and do it with my friends. <laughs> a really good one. Feel free to uh, give us some of those videos. Yes. Um, <laughs> they're probably lost somewhere. <laughs> Way back there. <laughs> but, yeah, like, bring it on. Of course, you know, um, like the staples, like Mean Girls. You know, that's, of course, a classic. I love Mean Girls. Um gosh what else was there of course all the like disney movies love disney movies those are yeah. always great i remember i watched lion king so much that i broke my um vhs oh my gosh so, oh my gosh yeah yeah it always I, there was the um my favorite part was when timon and pumbaa um did hakuna matata so i rewinded it so much that my vhs like skipped over Oh no! It broke to where it just like skipped over that part, and I was like, "Oh great!" Like, oh my god! <laughs> so sad. Uh, yes, but I loved um, all of those, and I remember watching Jumanji a lot. Oh um, yeah, yeah, Jumanji was a good one. I'm, you know, of course, I know you guys have uh, uh, talked about this, but I don't, I'm not a fan of the newer ones. You know, I yeah. like I like the original. Yeah, me too. Like it, doesn't, it doesn't compare. You know, and that's also um, one of those things where it's like if Robin Williams was still alive, it could have been so different if he was mm-hmm. like rebooting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it really was like a whole different movie. Like I went into it just just to enjoy it. I wasn't trying. I almost disassociated it from the original. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, it's way different. But kudos to them for still rebooting. I mean, it does great. So yeah, it was funny. Can I get a third? Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, I really didn't think they would get a third one either. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Jumanji was good. <laughs> um, I feel like I can't think of any other movies that that come to mind. Those are, Those are all great ones. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We love all of those. That was great. <laughs> it's really hard to think of movies because there is so many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Always gets me because I can never. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever anybody asks you a question, you automatically forget your own name. 
Like, I know. You just forget that's everything. Why, that's why when you said the music, I was like, uh. You're like, I don't think I've ever actually listened to music. <laughs> um, okay. Question for you, as if we mm-hmm. haven't asked any questions. If you could have any 90s to 2000 star as a therapy client, who would Wow. You- what a question. Mm. Probably Britney Spears. <laughs> Do it. I want to know what's going on. Jasmine, she I need needs to know you. What's going on. <laughs> she needs you. Please, Britney, go to Jasmine, please. We love you, like, Brittany. We just want you to get help. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I think, I don't know. I just, I mean, I know they can afford the best help in the world, but man, I want to know what's going on, Brittany. Brittany, <laughs> why? Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So sad. Brittany, yeah, I think, I think it'd be very interesting to hear what she'd have to say and open up about yeah we all just as a country and world broke her really though very sad like if you watch the videos from 2007 of how the paparazzi just like surrounded her car like nobody could and not be like phased yeah Yeah. it makes me honestly feel really sad for her Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. Maybe you can help her out one day. Right? <laughs> She's a frequent yeah. listener, so she'll probably reach out after this. Yeah. Brittany, it's, yeah. it's at Therapy with Jasmine Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> follow. DM. <laughs> can you imagine after this, Britney Spears slid into your DM? Oh, my God. I would scream. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, anybody, anything, obviously, because of, like... Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I would not. <laughs> the type of therapist Jasmine is. She doesn't tell anybody anything, and that's why you should go to therapy with Jasmine. <laughs> yes. She keeps your secrets. <laughs> All your secrets. So before we wrap this up, just to kind of leave people with something, if anyone's wondering, any good resources or anywhere they can go to learn more or to help educate about movement black lives matter do you have do you know of any that you've been recommending to anybody um yes so there's one called melanated social worker i've been following that one they post a lot about the movement and then just um it's another it's another mental health um therapist page and then there's another one called trust me i'm a social worker <laughs> that one also um a really good one. Um, also, Rachel Cargill. Um, please excuse me if I'm not pronouncing her last name right. But Rachel um, Cargill, it's a C-A-R-G-L-E. She is also really good. She talks a lot about unlearning. And it's basically kind of like unlearning the things that you have. Just kind of this things that have been ingrained in you. And it's kind of like, you know, challenging yourself and um, teaching yourself uh, to, you know, unlearn the things that, the negative things that you've learned, basically. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good way to explain it. Um, but yeah, she, she is also um, really, a lot of really good uh, resources and education from her. Um, and then, of course, there's always Google. Good old Google. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like that's also been a, um, a, um, an ongoing joke that, you know, it's, uh, Google's like your best friend in there. It's like you can type any question in there, too. Um, and honestly, I find like a lot of, that's how I started off when I first started my page is just kind of Googling, oh, like, you know, what other therapists are out there doing things or who else is giving out resources and there's articles like 21 therapists on Instagram educating about this or 21 therapists to follow on Instagram about relationships or just things like that. So it's, um, that's a really good source, but yeah, those are just a couple that I see posting a whole lot 
about the movement in general, and then also taking in the mental health aspect of it. And then, you know, also just spreading awareness about like petitions to sign, places to donate to, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. This Rachel, Rachel Cargill's page looks, she seems great. Oh, yeah. this is already great. Beauty tip. Don't be a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's that easy. Just Never. don't do it. <laughs> Never. That, yes, I love, I love that. Yeah, I love her page. She is, she's, she's great. Yeah, I like want to sit down and just talk to her. <laughs> but yeah, she definitely um, spreads a lot of awareness. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to give her a follow. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And then well, I well, think, thank um, you for all of that. Yeah, of course. Because I feel like people always need to hear places that they can go to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And like the I'm sure there's a, there's a whole lot that I um I didn't um a whole lot that I didn't mention, but those are just like the ones that kind of uh popped out at me. <laughs> And if you follow Jasmine, she shares other people on her story too. So you can just find out yes. all that yes. yes. I love sharing all my story. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and talking about everything. No problem. Thank you for having me. And thank you for opening up the space to have the conversation about this too. It's good. It's a, it's a good um a good progress to keep it going and to keep it open. We just got to keep having the conversations. They, they don't stop here. People just mm -hmm. need to keep it going, keep learning and just keep doing better and just stop being a white supremacist. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beauty tip. Beauty, beauty tip. tip. Yeah, and to like all of our listeners listening, yes, obviously this was a very different episode than what we normally do. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it's so important to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not, the world is different already where we, you know, I think everyone can still have their passion projects, but it's good to keep the conversation going, like we said, and just incorporated it as best you can. And then the resources people can check out. Yeah. It's all good stuff. It's so much worse to just carry on. And if we got on and just acted like nothing was happening, it was just like, Oh, did you watch Fuller House? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Just, just act like nothing's going on, even though that might yeah. be easier. You have to have these conversations. And so thank you for coming on and having that with us. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, Jasmine, if you're listening to this, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again for coming on and chatting with us. Oh, it was so, so great. Honestly, we have talked about Jasmine before, like we mentioned please go check out her Instagram. It has such great quotes on there. Like how I said, one day I just read one that made my whole day. Um, and she just posts stuff that is really positive and helpful. I feel like we could all use a little bit of that right now. Yeah, we've said it a million times, but at Therapy with Jasmine, we wanna go and see her follower count go up because you guys went and followed her. Yes, go follow her. and. David, I think there's one thing we have to address before we end this episode. We talked about it. The people want to know, why is there an Amelia Earhart statue in the park? Yes, this is, if you know, if, if you stuck around just for this moment, here we go. <laughs> so, funnily enough, not, I don't know if it's funny, but... It makes sense. Amelia Earhart lived in North Hollywood from 1928 until 1937 when she left on her last flight and disappeared with Fred Noonan in the Pacific. She lived in North Hollywood and worked at the Pacific Telephone Company on Magnolia Boulevard. What? You like live, well, used to, you live like right there. She bought her first airplane from Burt Kenner who built aircraft at the Grand Central Airport in Glendale. She then moved to Toluca Lake with her husband, George Putnam, and her house still exists on Valley Spring Lane. She worked with Paul Mance and honed her flying skills at the Burbank Airport. Wow, that is crazy. That's like not far. No, we should go find her house. But there you have it. 
there you have it, you guys. We know about Amelia. We learned a lot about Jasmine. It's been a great episode. We're honestly so, so glad to be back. We really are. We missed, we missed recording so much. Uh, yes, we are so happy to be back. And like we said, this was something that we couldn't just ignore. So oh. yeah, it probably was the most serious episode we've done in the two years we've had this podcast. Yeah, but it's important. We talked about it a lot with Jasmine. It's important to keep the conversation going and that's what we're, that's what we want to do. And so go look her up, look up. She gave so many resources, so many things you can do um, to educate yourself and keep yourself informed. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine. Again, this was so, so great. Thank you for talking to us and sharing your wisdom with us. And you guys, we can say this again. Tune in next week. Yeah. Where, where we are going to keep taking you. Back to the best. Bye. Bye. Bye.